This is my mother. Her name is Noi, and Noi in Thai means small. And you can tell um, it's very evident, right? Um, so uh, she was asked to share a testimony about her life, uh, following Christ, um, how it was like um, for her. So I'm going to be translating for her. She's going to be speaking in Thai. Okay, my name is Noi. I mean, her name is Noi. I'm, I'm not Noi. Okay. Uh, she would like to share her testimony about her life following Christ when she was young. เมื่อจะอายุแปดขวบก็ได้ไปที่โบสถ์คือแอบไปไม่ให้ครอบครัวได้รู้เพราะว่าที่หมู่บ้านของเราหรือว่าทั้งประเทศไทยเลยตอน
คมเหงเรื่อยๆจนในที่สุดอายุเมื่อฉันอายุสิบขวบเขาก็ยื่นคำขาดบอกว่าถ้าเขาให้ฉันเลือกว่าฉันจะเอาพระเยซูหรือเอาครอบครัวถ้าเอาครอบครัวก็ทิ้งพระเยซูถ้าเอาพระเยซูต้องออกจากบ้านไป So um, when she turned 10, um, they, her family didn't know what else to do because she would uh, complete everything they required of her to do. Um, so they gave her the final word and said, "Okay, all right. So if you would like to stay in this family, you have to denounce your faith. They have to um, not believing in Jesus, not going to church. But if you will continue to um, keep your faith in Jesus Christ, then you have to leave this family." ไม่ยำทำตามที่เขายื่นข้อเสนอดิฉันยังเชื่อในพระเยซูอยู่ก็มีการลงโทษทุกปีอะไรอย่างนั้นนะแล้วก็เก็บเสื้อผ้าใส่กระเป๋าก็โยนแล้วก็ไล่ออกจากบ้านเลย So um, so she decided and then told told um, her family and her mom that um, she will continue to uh, believe in Jesus and she's not going to denounce her faith So um, they beat her up, they um, kick her, and then pack her bag, put the bag, and then just toss the bag out the house and say, "Okay, now you leave the house." ฉันก็ไปอยู่กับศรีบาลสองสาวันแล้วก็ไปหางานทาก็ไปอยู่กับคนเวียดนามเพื่อจะทางานห้าปีแล้วก็ส่งเงินกลับบ้านทุกเดือนเพื่อจะให้ครอบครัวรู้ว่าถึงแม้ว่าฉันจะเชื่อในพระเยซูแต่ฉันก็รักพวกเขา So um, when she left the house, um, she went to stay with uh, Vietnamese people, um, worked for them for about five years, and every month um, she would save up the money and then send it home um, to let them know that even though they believe in Jesus, she believes in Jesus, but she still loves her family. So um, after five years, her mom came to see her at that place, um, and then saw her really, really skinny and looked very sickly, and um, um, she felt bad, and then asked my mom to um, go back home. When I came back to my house, my family talked about this thing again. It was to leave the family so I can So when she went home. Um, Her family brought it up again. You have to, you have to leave your faith. You have to denounce your faith. Um, and then my mom said no, um, because she she cannot do that. Um, so that's her decision. ก็ต้องถูกไล่ออกจากบ้านอีกครั้งหนึ่งแล้วดิฉันก็ไปโบสถ์แล้วก็มีทหาร GI ที่ไปทํางานที่ไปเวียดนามนะคะตอนนั้นก็ยังมีสงครามเวียดนามอยู่ก็ไปอยู่ที่บ้านเขามีแคมป์ใหญ่แล้วก็เขาบอกว่าไปทํางานที่บ้านฉันแล้วฉันก็ไปทํางานที่บ้านเขาแล้วก็วันหนึ่งเมื่อฉันทํางานบ้านเสร็จเรียบร้อยแล้วฉันก็ไปคุยคุยกับปฏิทินมีรูปพระเยซูบอกพระองค์เจ้าค่ะลูกรักพระองค์ลูกยอมทิ้งครอบครัวลูกอยากจะรับใช้พระองค์ so um, when she decided to follow Christ again, uh, her family um, kicked her out of the family again because um, she would not adhere by what they asked um, her to do. So um, she went to church um, after she left the house, and um, there's a, a GI soldier during that time. There's like a Vietnam War, and then they had a GI soldier there that also went to the same church, and um, 
he offered her a job, you know, to clean the house and then do some chores at his house. And when she was working, um, she'd been working in the house, she got really tired, and then there's a calendar that has um, Jesus' picture on it. Um, she'll look at it um, and then look at Jesus on the, the, at, at the calendar, and then she pray to Jesus and said, you know, I love you, and I left my family, um, and, and I want to follow you. I want to serve you. แล้วก็มันครึ่งหลับครึ่งตื่นก็พระเยซูมาคุยกับฉันบอกว่าเธอรักฉันจริงๆเหรอฉันบอกว่าใช่ฉันรักพระองค์เธออยากจะรับใช
Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And that's her verse. ฉันขอบคุณพระเจ้าและฉันไม่เคยเสียใจที่ฉันได้ตัดสินใจต้อนรับพระเยซูถึงแม้ว่าจะมีเหตุการณ์อะไรเกิดขึ้นก็ตามฉันขอบคุณพระเจ้ามากและรู้สึกมีสันติสุขในใจและขอบคุณสําหรับพี่น้องทุกคนที่ให้ฉันมีโอกาสได้พูดถึงคําพยานเมื่อชีวิตวัยเด็กขอบคุณมากค่ะพระเจ้าเลยค่ะ So she's always thankful for um, how God's been faithful to her, and she never regrets her decision to follow Jesus Christ, despite of um, uh, the situation in her life, the difficulties and persecution in her life. Um, God has been been good to her, been faithful to her, and she also thank you for the opportunity um, that this church um, give her to be able to share um, her testimony to all of you to hear um, about God's faithfulness in her life. Thank you very much. Where were you when you were 10? Now, some of you in this room haven't reached 10 yet. Some of you sitting here are 10. But where were you? What was your family structure and system at that time? In Noy's testimony that we just heard, her family excommunicated her as a fourth grader, beat her, and kicked her out of her house. When I was in fourth grade on Saturday mornings, I was at home watching Thundar the Barbarian eating my Count Chocula and Frankenberry cereal. It was radically different than what Noy experienced. My parents, followers of Jesus, committed to the church, made sure that we were in service Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We didn't miss unless there was a deathly illness because they wanted myself and my sisters to repeatedly hear the gospel and this message of the kingdom. And as a result of my parents' faithfulness and the way they sowed seeds into our lives and, and put us in positions of being able to hear the gospel, we all three responded to the Lord and we all walk with Jesus today. Noi set the precedent for her family. And that wasn't the end of the story. I'm looking forward to in, in weeks to come hearing Preset, Ames' dad's story about how God radically changed his life and how we brought those two together. And you may not have had the privilege of hearing Ames' story yet about he, how he came to Christ. And, and I don't think we've ever shared about how you uh, became a part of this team. Uh, and so those will be coming in the weeks ahead. You'll be able to hear those stories as well. I would say that for most of us, our experience as children, currently or in the past, radically different than noise. I don't know at that time period if I were in the same situation, if I had surrendered my life to Jesus, if I were able to look at my parents and say, I'm holding to him. Would you have? This passage we read, very clear. John expressing to the church that this is the last hour. Now remember, this is 2,000 years ago saying that Christ was on the verge of return at that point. It was the last hour to be able to hold out the gospel. How much closer are we today than then? Challenging them that uh, there have been antichrists that have come, that have communicated this non-truth, trying to sway people away from the true gospel, distorting the truth, knowing us, Followers of Jesus, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. For all of these world religions and these systems that are set up and for people to say there are many ways to God, we are all traveling on this broad road, we know that is absolutely false. There is one way to God, and that is through Jesus, who came and lived and died and was crucified on the cross and took our sin upon himself and was raised again, giving us the opportunity to ask forgiveness, to repent of our sin, to enter into a relationship with him. We have this this life, life in him, that we're able to extend to others. We, followers of Jesus, should be able to easily recognize the truth. But it's possible at some point, In your own mindset, as you've wrestled with theology and God's word, that you've come to the conclusion, well, maybe there are many ways. Maybe if you're a good enough person, you can enter the kingdom. Maybe if you have this concept of who God is, even though it may not align or line up with Scripture, it it is okay to to, to believe that system, and and you're still going to make it. You're still going to be okay. But the reality is, the truth of the gospel, if we really believe the Bible, is Once again, Jesus is the only way. And so if those systems or subsets are in our minds and our hearts, and we're believing those things that are not truth, uh, we need to get realigned. We need to once again remind ourselves by reading Scripture, looking at the truth, reminding us of who he is, that we cannot believe all of that uh, hearsay about there being various ways. Narrow is the road that leads to life. Wide and broad is the road that leads to destruction. John reminding the church of that. Verse 18, they went out from us, talking of the church. There were individuals who were leaving, forsaking Christ. He was reminding the church for those who were leaving that they were never of them in the first place. They were never truly followers of Jesus. Because if they would have been, they would have continued on with them. And we see that happening in our day and age as well. People who... Some come on Sunday mornings across the globe and sit and and claim to be followers of Jesus, but there's no evidence in their lives of surrender. There's no commitment there. And if things get hard, they disappear. And if they were asked the question, if you were to stand before God, what would that look like if it were today? They wouldn't be able to answer. It would be something like, well, I hope I was good enough. I hope I did enough good actions. I hope uh, the... Uh, The social work that I was involved and engaged with was enough. But the reality is, the truth of the gospel is, when God sees us, when we see him one day, we are either covered by the blood of Christ or we are not. And if we are not found in him, we will spend an eternity separated from him. There are many in our churches across the globe today who walk in making that claim with their mouth, but there's been been no, no life change, no heart change, no transformation those people indeed are lost, just as this group that John was addressing, reminding the church that there are some who have gone out, there will be more that will go out, and for them to stay strong, to remember that even though they have heard the truth, they may intellectually know the truth, they have rejected it. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that it might become plain that they are all not of us. He continues in verse 20, But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, 
and because no lie is of the truth. So there's this group that hears the truth, knows the truth, but rejects it. Then there's this group that hears the truth, knows the truth, and continues in the truth. I'm not talking about the absence of our uh, found in our lives of sin, struggle. We all wrestle with that. We are all works in progress. In fact, I would make the claim that if any of us, even just with the last week with our sin, had each one of those things listed and plastered on the walls of this room, every one of the sins individually that we committed just on these walls, we would either crawl underneath the chair until everyone left, or we would never want to come back because we know the heinousness, the grossness of our sin, and it would be fully embarrassing for us. But the goodness and grace and mercy of God, the work that he's done in our life, is not based on us. It's based on Jesus. And so he allows us to have victory over sin as we walk through this life to receive forgiveness, to give us the opportunity to repent and make things right. And to continue on in the struggle and the joys of life altogether. John was reminding the church then, and he was reminding us now, in spite of what takes place, we need to stay true and hold to Jesus, who is by definition truth. So how are you doing in that area today? If you were to stand before God today, and he were to look at you and ask the question, why should I let you enter eternity in heaven? You've heard that question before if you've been around the church or Christianity at all. What would your answer be? Would it be, as mentioned earlier, that well, I hope I'm good enough? You've heard people say that to you when you share the gospel. I hope I've done enough good things. The answer out of God's mouth at that point, depart from me. I never knew you. Or would it be that I surrendered my life to Jesus, that I received forgiveness, I repented of my sin, I cried out to God, you, God, and you saved me. And the blood of Christ covers my life, covers my sin. I'm found in you. If that's you, arms open wide. Enter in. Forever. Noi made a hard decision at age nine. The song we sing after, I will follow you. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Where you move, I'll move. I'll follow. Really? Is that truly the reality of the lives of those of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus now? Are our lives so indwelled, intertwined, in love with Jesus, in the good times and the bad, the easy times and the hard, where we continue to claim him regardless? Or is it otherwise? Where are you today?